What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary, um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media. People are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. If you want to get your questions on it, you can ask at 212-931-5731 on my community app. That's where we're taking the questions from. And what I mean by that is you ask the question there, use hashtag T with Gary V, and then somebody from my team goes in there and contacts you and actually gets you to be in the prompt for asking the question on the show in video form on Zoom, which is the infrastructure I'm using to then distribute out to Facebook. T with Gary V, the new smash hit show, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? For today's episode of Tea with Gary V, Gary chats with you all about how to influence the younger generation, accountability, and how gratitude plus optimism equals go. Do you want to know how you can chat with him? Check the link below as well as hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, world. Good morning. Good afternoon if you're in Europe. Good evening if you're in Asia. April 7th, Tuesday morning. I got my big fucking mug. It is Tea with Gary V. And I'm super thrilled that you're here with me. Thank you so much. Before we get into it, grab out your phones immediately. Do one of two things. Take a screenshot of this right now and share it. I just tweeted. If you're part of the Tea with Gary V community and you're not on Twitter interacting with me at Gary B-E-E, you're making a huge mistake following, retweeting, engaging, building a real community. Uh, I just tweeted the URL to YouTube where this is live. And uh, please retweet that and add your two cents. Get everybody on here. Before we get into the calls, big shout outs to all the comments right now. Let's take a look. Farnaz, what's good? Kareem, what's good on Facebook? Deep Fact on YouTube. What is up? Tyler Ratcliffe. Real, real good morning to you. I like what you're doing, Dustin. Get these comments up hardcore right off the bat. Vaxor, what's up? Uh, Barry Eisenbaum, really nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Jonathan Johnson, what's good? Chef, what's good? Tony, what is up? Um, really excited to have everybody here. Uh, our Hunter, what's good? Chris Quinn, this is a lot of fun. Um, also, big, big opportunity today if you drink rosé. Rosé! Uh, put it up right here. Uh, one of the best California roses dismantles Whispering Angel. If you are not on Wine Text, uh, you're making a huge mistake. Yesterday was crazy. 20 minutes we sold out of that cab that I was telling you about. Today's offer, uh, Brandon and I worked on for months. Uh, one of the best roses, a $30 rose uh, at a ridiculous price. Um, I'm really excited about it. Should sell out within 20 minutes as well. So if you drink rose, if you need some rose during this quarantine, I highly recommend you get on Wine Text right now. Get that off. Let's get to the first call. This is T with Gary V. Rock Dance Theater. What's good? Morning. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you from? Hey, um, I'm Ditto. I'm in LA and I, I don't have any tea, but I'm trying to wake up. I'm trying to get there. I get it. It's early. I'm, I appreciate the hustle. 6 a.m. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I have a question for you. 
Um, so on my social platforms for a while, um, I've been making great videos and I've been like building such a cool community. But anytime I switch something up, they sort of like throw a fit. Like I get like a lot of I miss the old her comments and I wanted to know, like, is there something I'm doing wrong? Is there something I'm not doing that could make us kind of grow together better? Like, I don't want to leave them hanging. What were the videos you were making and what what are some of the stuff you're mixing in? Yeah, so so I primarily make dance videos and I do a lot of like robotics and a lot of like tutting and things like that. And let's say I didn't tut a lot in a video or I danced to a different <laughs> kind of music. They're freaking out. They're like, I just miss the old ditto. Like I just so, <laughs> I get it. Ditto ditto, I went through this hard, hard in two thousand nine. So I did three years every day, five days a week on early YouTube of wine videos. I was one of the first YouTubers that especially right. doing long form and it was all wine. And then I was like, yo, I want to talk about business because that's really what I am. And I started making business videos and people fucking lost their mind out of anger. You know, like just didn't like it. Um, Any time that I've taken a step in my business career, like got a TV appearance or got a had a viral, a micro viral video or like popped off or like hung out with somebody immediately. People are like, you're different. You changed. We missed this. We missed that. Right. The reality is the reality is you can't get caught up in the comments or the likes or views. You just can't, you have to evolve and they have to follow you and you have to have conviction. I watch so many people not change their shit up, even though they want to, because they don't like the fact that they get more negative comments and they get less engagement. It's a huge right. mistake. Like you've got to stay the course. Like you're, you're going through your life. You can't be the same girl you were three years ago. Yeah, I cannot. Oh my gosh, I cannot. And, and your self-esteem and your self-worth can't be how many followers or how much engagement you get on Instagram. It just can't. Yeah. And right now we're in a generation where people are starting to think that way. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary thing. I mean, when we're living off these brand deals and like, that's how we pay our rent. Like it's really easy for me to get paranoid about it. I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable and I'm ready to say like, like I'll let my engagement go down. I'll do this. I just want to like my own content. A hundred percent. And I promise you when you like your own content, that shit comes back so often, especially if you have talent. Wow. Thank you. Listen, and another thing, you can live in a, you can live, I'd rather you live in a little less fancy apartment. I'd rather you buy one less nice thing, go on one less trip than fucking be unhappy. You know, right. we have to make happiness the fucking North Star, not fucking money or clout. Right. We have to. Right. And you have a responsibility, you have a huge fan base. And so you have to show and lead the way and then make a video about it and be like, yo, I love you fuckers, but I, I'm changing too. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I want them to feel like they're growing with me. That's Speak to them. Thing. Speak to them. Do your shit. And then the sixth video be like, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. But I'm evolving. And so are you. And like, let's, you know, and I appreciate him. By the way, I'll fucking pop and lock for you in a, once in a blue moon for old time's sakes. But I got to do more. I swear. Yeah, that's what I tell him. I'm like, hey, you missed the old me. The videos are still up. Exactly, and right. you can you can bring it you can bring it out of the back once in a blue moon, you know. Right. Good luck. Thank you for getting up so early. Talk Thank to you. Soon. you. <laughs> All right, let's keep this going. Tea with Gary V. Please share it, screen shoot it. Let's get people in here. 
I know there's some uh, Facebook groups watching. Big shout out to everybody. Reddit, big shout out to you. LinkedIn, I know you're in the building. Big shout out to all of you guys as well. Samuel on Facebook, what's good? Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Hi, I'm Brooklyn, a queen from Detroit. I'm 14. I'm an artist and influencer. So my question for you is, what would you tell, like, what advice would you give your 14-year-old self based on everything that you know now? So my advice might be a little bit tricky for you, but I'll give it to you. And then if I can give you a follow-up, I'll let you know. For me, it would have been like, look, it's okay. 14 was a real big year for me because it's when my baseball card business started to really pop and my dad dragged me into the liquor store and I was working every weekend and every summer vacation. So I was like in a real transition where I was like, okay, now I'm grown and I'm doing business, like fuck school. So really the advice I would have given that kid is like, this is going to be such an enjoyable part of your life. You're about to learn so many of the skills that you're going to use the rest of your life. So enjoy that. I probably would have told him not to go 100 into business and save and and really push back against his dad and himself and and have a little bit of summer vacation, maybe two weeks to hang out with friends. But um, I, but honestly, that was a big transition year for me, and and was really the year that like my career started in a lot of ways. Right. What about for you? Let's let's instead of that question, what about for you? What is the most challenging part of being for this young and having this much attention on you? The most challenging part. Like um, are you happy, happy, happy? Yes. This is Good. like my dream. This is prob this is definitely gonna be the thing that I do for the rest of my life. So, um so can I tell you something? I'll give you something that I think could really help. Don't don't get too high on the positive feedback. When you read the comments and people are like, you're amazing, you're pretty, you're smart, you're amazing, you're so talented. Don't get too high on that because what that's gonna do is let you deal when people say you're shit, you fell off, you're not good. When you start getting quiet and it's about you for you, not the audience's feedback, I think it will put you in a much more stable place to go and do your thing. Right. Like when people, you know, come on my page with the negative, the negative things. Um, I, I'm just the type of person that like, cause being a public figure, you're going to get bullied every day on social media, like on your lives, on your posts, on everything. Um, so I'm just the type of person that I wouldn't say don't care, but I just don't feed into the, to the negative energy. I love that program. I love that. And, and as a matter of fact, if you can start this at 14, it'll put you in such a great spot. You should, like, if you could flip it from not caring to actually having compassion to that person. Right. For somebody to go on your page and try to drag you down, they're fucking hurting inside. Yeah. You understand? And and I'll sometimes even like someone could comment something like, you're disgusting or you're ugly. Right. And then I go to their page and I like a picture and then they're like, oh my gosh, of you know, thank People, you so much. So they like listen, turn into a supporter. Listen, if you, one of the biggest things that helped me was my ability to be the bigger man. When people came at me with heat, 
and negativity. I always did stuff like that. I was like, look, I'm sorry, like, you know, that you feel that way, but I wish you happiness and health. I'd go give them love like that. I used to go in their pay. Like, I love that about you. If you've got that now, you're on your way. Just try not to get too high, try not to get too low, and always, always create. Never hold back. Like, don't ever, ever, ever not put out your voice, your thoughts. Keep sharing because you never know when a thought in your head that you didn't put out was actually the thought that would change the world. So the last piece before we bounce here is make sure you put out the content. Don't overthink the music. Don't overthink the videos. Put what's in your fucking heart and your head. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thank you for telling me in. Yep. Talk to you soon. That girl's mind is right at 14. She's going to win. That girl is going to win. That's a lock. I'm excited for her. Denny Waters, what's good? Marianne. Sedembrino, what's good? TJ Thomas, love you back. Metcalfs, meet the Metcalfs. What's up, Ginger Beloved? So good to see you. Big shout out, see what's going on on Twitter. Oh, hello. Hello. Good How morning. Good morning. Good, good, good. good morning. Re- really well. Wonderful. Um, my name is Tara Matthew. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of backstory to frame my question because I have a question for you. Um, I have two best-selling books. I have an organic beauty company. I am an influencer. I sing, I speak, um, which is all wonderful, but I had to pivot a lot of that business model this year because I can't sing live. I can't speak live. Retail is kind of out right now. So I'm focused 100% on my e-commerce business. So we're focused right now on education, um, the education around the products since it's organic beauty products, the education around staying safe and reducing anxiety and what's going on in the world today. And we're starting up a very large ambassador program. We're sending out emails two or three times a week. We're updating our Instagram two or three times a day. I want to know if you have any specific advice for at this point in time, building a recession smart, because I don't know if there's any such thing as a recession proof, but a recession smart business um, in this time of such uncertainty about what the world's going to look like in the next few months, in the next year, et cetera. So first of all, it's really running a business that has a real good grasp of its overhead and its profit margins, right? So really looking at your expenses, first of all, because uh, a lot of good entrepreneurs and good influencers are very good at focusing on the offense, but they're not as strong at looking at the bottom line. So A, definitely, definitely looking at your economics, you know, how profitable are the products you're selling on the e-commerce site, um, and, and then you know, who's, who's surrounding you, right? In, in the world of influencers and things of that nature, too, too many people have too many assistants, too many content creators, too many glam squads. So being very thoughtful about that, right? Um, and, then, and then really it's about building top of the funnel brand awareness during this time. I, I, I actually think that the economy is gonna be, I don't know what kind of recession we're really looking at. I think the biggest variable that nobody knows is what happens with the pandemic, the disease during the fall and winter. How much or how little does it come back, right? right. And, yep. and how, you know, to me, that's the biggest thing that's on my mind. Um, but I think you should definitely assume to bunker down for a year, right? Yep. A hardcore year. And yep. I think in that year, tightening up the expenses and then also really focusing on expansion. So. Where are you at with um with TikTok? 
Uh, I just hopped on there probably like a month ago. And what are you doing? Zero a day, one a day, one Pretty every much four zero days? A day at this point. I'm mostly learning what other people are doing and where I can best create content that actually serves people and isn't just me learning some viral dance, which does nothing for anybody. Right. So for, you know, I, you know, I've got 3.3 million followers and a huge audience there. And I can't and you've been talking about TikTok forever, by the way. You have been OG TikTok for like probably since the day it came out. You have been telling people about TikTok on every platform. So I appreciate that. And, and, and I haven't, and I can't dance for shit. And so, and I'm not, yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> and I think you don't need to either. You have to yeah. immediately listen to me. Right. When, when did you get on Instagram and, and what, and what happened? I probably got Instagram in 2014. My first, my first book came out in 2016, but I got my book deal in 2014. My um, publishing company reached out, they found my blog. So in 2016, I got like great PR for my first book, um, becoming a number one bestseller, and that attracted a large Instagram audience. And then it really built from there. Um, but I found that engagement is going down, numbers are going it is. down. It, it, is. it goes, it happens on every platform. Yeah. It's already happened on TikTok to the people I got on TikTok 15 months ago. Is it really? Yes, you have to listen to me. You, yeah. you, you have <laughs> to post two, three times a day on TikTok. Okay, okay. You have like, like today, you okay. cannot, it's so important. Okay. There's so much up, and let me tell you why it's important. There's still land grab. It's not as crazy as it was, you know, 15 months ago. Like anybody could have post something and went viral. Now right. it's, but, but you, it's time to post. And more importantly, the things you're gonna learn in posting, the next platform, I mean, YouTube's working on a TikTok competitor right now, mm. and YouTube's a wildly important platform, whether that pops or not, everything evolves off of everything. So social cam led to Vine, and Vine, you know, led to, you know, Snapchat, and Snapchat to Instagram stories, and Instagram stories, like, it all evolves. You, you can't skip over being a creator for TikTok, because being a creator and putting out content is gonna be forever. Yeah, I don't want to sleep on it. I really don't want to sleep on it. I believe it's just you. Been about finding my niche of like what it means and learning. Make, 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 platform. make, ready? Make, make what you make on Instagram and fucking write over it. Just fucking make. You didn't know Thank what to you. do on fucking Instagram either. Just make. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Uh, one of the things that catches people is when they're successful for the first time on another platform, they struggle with the perception of not being big on the current platform. And, and I wanna get you out of that. That's why celebrities got fucked. They all didn't go on Instagram in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, because they were real celebrities. And then all of a sudden, Instagram celebrities became real celebrities and got caught. Right. Yeah, and now they're all on TikTok. <laughs> all the celebrities are on TikTok. You have to do it, Tyra, wow. you have to do it. Thank you, Gary, I really appreciate that. Thank you so, so e much. Economics and costs on your retail. Yep and really go ham on TikTok. I'm telling you, it will work. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Right, Appreciate you. Thank you. Talk Take to care. you soon. All right, let's keep this going, Dustin. We got any dudes today? I'm like, all four ladies in a row. This is amazing. It's ladies morning. I love this. Jackie, what's good? Hey, how are you? Uh, really well. I come to you from Wichita Falls, Texas. And um, it. it's, thank you. Um, it's so great. I drive into the city to run my advertising agency, but I live on a farm with cows. So I'm a it. dairy farmer's daughter and a dairy farmer's wife. It's so good to just drive in and see the sunrise, but I can't thank you enough for spending just a few minutes with me this morning. My question today is 
you know, um, our agency uh, is very heartfelt and aggressive. And what I love most about you is you're an open book to every agency across the United States. You teach us your craft and we dive in and we learn it and we absorb it. We are two weeks into a shelter city and all of our local clients are getting antsy and they're their anxiety has gone up a level, Gary, and they're yes. nervous. So yes. now they're thinking, Jackie, I know you're telling us to double down on social media and tell our story. Mm -hmm. Jackie, I'm there, Go ahead. did I lose you? Um, you're back. You're Can back. you hear me? Double down, tell your story. I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead, Jack. Sorry about that. That's okay. So what I need is, Gary, is how do I tell these local clients, don't give up? Now's not the time to give up. You've got to stay the course. Keep telling your story. Does that make sense? It does. I want, I want some clarification. Are we talking about organic creative or are you asking them to run media amplification? I can't hear you. You can't hear me? We're going to get you on. Jack, you can't hear? Turn it off. We'll get you back on. That's weird. I could hear both of you. Yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear you, Jackie. Yeah. Jackie, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You can hear me? Can you hear me or no? She can hear you, Dustin. When, yeah, tell maybe her, when it's tell her to turn it. Tell her to turn it off and then and then come right I'm back. I'm here, on. Dustin. I I can't hear him, but I think he can hear me. Just try reloading the page and then come back, and then we'll be we'll be here. Okay, I'll come right back because okay. I really want the answer to that great you will, question. You will get it, Jackie. Okay. All right, I'm gonna give some shout outs while Jackie's trying to get back out. Big shout out to El Emily, Nate, Nate Dizzy on uh. On Facebook, never give up hitting record numbers and sales right now. Good job. I appreciate that. Let's take a little break right now and everybody take a screenshot and share this. Let's get that going. Uh, I am feeling on fire. Vince Lester, big shout out to you, part of the YouTube community. I appreciate that. Um, uh, let's see what else is going on here. Caleb Dustin is putting in work. I agree. Um, Carl Daniel Davidson, what's good? Eric Torado, Tyler Ratliff, what's good? She is awesome, Jeremy. I'm excited to get her right back. Junior Softy, I love that jersey. Sure, let's go. Hey, thank you, Gary, for letting me come back. I'm You're really welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can. That was my dad calling in, by the way. Dad's I love it. Rock, right? Big shout out to dad. Um, so I, the, the question that I have is, are you telling them to double down on organic content or are you asking them to double down on media spend on their on, on their or on their social or other channels? Yeah, I think organic is so important today, but with a little bit of spend. But your message, I, you know, I tell them that their message changes. You have to be more authentic today than ever and speak from the heart. And they, they're just nervous. You know, every time they think, are we in this for 30 days, 60 days? Now they're saying, August, we have to save every penny we've got. And I go, yeah. I get it. I get oh, it. But so is this a conversation of them wanting to potentially stop the scope with you for a time being? Yes. Look, I think. Look, I think you have to be correct. You have to find. You have to be very balanced here. Oh, Jack, I like. Hold on, hold on. Get your cup up. We we go. We got the big big cup mugs. I like that. Listen, yeah. you're gonna have to eat your own dog food here. You also are gonna have to be courageous. I've had a ton of conversations with clients that are teetering, and the reality is, when you're talking to small businesses, and obviously we have the Sasha Group and things of that nature. You, you have to be empathetic. You yourself are a small business. And first and foremost, you have to worry about your business, your employees. However, 
when you're giving advice, you actually have to give advice. So what I would do if I were you is dig a double click into the convo. If you figure out that Sarah with her you know, flower shop does have the savings and the financial wherewithal to get through you know, two years, well then Sarah's opportunity to go crazy right now. If Rick yeah. in, in the thrift store is in a little bit more of a financial pickle, the advice might be to say to Rick, listen, why don't you pay me half you know, for the next three months, let's get, you know, like you have to be empathetic and you have to tighten up yourself. Your advice during this time to the people that pay you is something that will be your reputation and your financial impact for the next three decades. Yeah, so I you, you know, because you know how it is, if they're paying you and they're on the phone and they're feeling like the only reason you're giving the advice is so that you're still paying, that's gonna change the dynamic. So you have to yeah. dig a little bit deeper. I spent 45 minutes with every client to really understand. And some of them I said, look, it is a good time for you to pause. I don't like what I'm hearing. That was at my detriment short term. Sure. I may have to have a layoff. I may have to cut expenses, but it's the right advice and for the reputation and the legacy. And most of all, for me putting my fucking head on my pillow, it was the right advice. Yeah. And that you have to be sense. specific. You can't be, you can't be everybody needs to triple down. If they have one month's worth of cash and they're burning it, that is not the right advice. They need to cut all expenses. If they're right. in a little bit more of a stable situation, they should triple down because fucking prices of ads on Instagram and Facebook right now are so low because a lot of people have stopped. There's so much opportunity. Okay, that makes sense. And you know, it's and it's also your team. It's loving on your team and your office and giving them the support as well. You know, they're all doubling down too and giving up everything they have. You know, we just we just want to be there for our clients. We just want to walk this with them. And in the end, come out all together, loving and hugging on each other. Sometimes being there is telling them to spend less with you. Sometimes. Okay. That's the truth. Okay. I got it. And by the way, some that can afford to go harder might double up their scope once they see how big the opportunity is. Yeah. Share of mind. No doubt. Jackie, the right advice is always selfless. Yeah. Always. You know, especially, Gary, especially yeah. when it's hardest. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you're saying that as many times as I've gotten to cross paths and be in your office and kindness. You know, when I came in for 4D, you know what my biggest surprise was? After all day in your office, my biggest surprise was, and I wasn't expecting it, was the advice and the love that not only we got from your whole team, but Claude, you know, just the love and the warmth that she gave us that day, I took that home and went, that's us. We're gonna become an office of empathy, kindness, love, compassion, and we're gonna double down and love every single day of these clients and every single day with this team. And it works, so, right? Right now does. is when it shines through. Right now is all that, you know, it's funny because I'm an aggressive Jersey kid, so it's a little bit harder to, you know, to your point, until you kind of come into the, you four walls, even, you know, you'll just never, people will never fully get it by watching my content. It's very deep. The stuff I talk about, I really mean it. I live it. And I love the transparency of sharing it. So for all agencies out there, thank you so much for being thank an for open book for all thank of us. Thank you for us. saying that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. For everybody's watching, what Jackie's referring to is one of the most unique things I'm doing is because I'm putting out all my best advice for free, there's a lot of my competitors you know, the Sasha group works with small businesses too. 
like I'm educating a lot of my competitors for free. And that is a very unusual model, definitely in the ad world and in business. And so you see it from being a community, uh, but in my direct competitive landscape, I'm a very interesting enigma. People are confused by it. Uh, some people like Jackie really get it. A lot of people hate because we've exploded and we're the, big, we're the fastest growing and concerning everybody, but it's really cool. It's really cool. All right, let's keep this going. Fun morning. Joe, what's good? What's up, Gary? Um, I'm just pumped. There's a dude on here now. We, the four, I mean, listen, I love ladies. Dad, we may have to have a whole full ladies day, but it's good to see a dude as well. So Joe, what's up? It's good to see you, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm finally on here. Um, so let me just try and dive in. Uh, my question needs a little bit of prerequisite first, just to explain. So we own a chain of eight higher end barbershops in New Jersey. Um, we started in 2009. My brother was 19 years old when he started it. Uh, I want to say back in 2016, I left a six-figure job full-time to work on the business full-time. Since then, we've uh, brought on partners that have been our barbers, especially our one partner, Isaac, is partners with us in everything. And we've created, we're beginning to create what, it, what is a brand of eight barbershops, but a culture, an yep. environment. It's not just a barbershop, basically. We provide our employees with an environment where they can grow, um, where our clients can feel like family. So it's not just a barbershop. Um, so basically what I want to say is this, without getting into it too much, is in this industry, especially with our model, we pay our barbers really well. And uh, we work on commission base. Our barbers are full W-2 employees. So on top of that, we have payroll taxes on top of rent and any overhead you would think. So our margins are really low. Um, so in this industry, because we're trying to build a brand, continuing to grow, we... I basically, uh, my question is how can, what can we do besides having our own product line, which we already started. And uh, about a year and a half ago, we hired a full-time videographer to create content constantly on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything. And besides all that, how can we use, how can we utilize the connections that we're getting through our clients who love our brand to generate a bigger profit in other avenues so that we can continue to grow more rapidly than bootstrapping one after another after another. Because if we only focus on just uh, why do we, haircut, why, very difficult. Why do we want to grow more rapidly? Well, because that's our, our goal is not to just stay in New Jersey. Our goal is to grow as a brand. How old are you? 34. Okay. So you have 50 fucking years to go to Cleveland. So what, what do you, besides, besides. You, you do, you do know what happens in this cliche, right? Bootstrappers, young hustlers, do it right. Brick by brick, brick by brick, brick by brick. Catch something. They can feel it. I feel it. I, I, I pulled you out of the comments to be on, right? I feel it. And then their eyes get big. They start hearing chirping from people that are not in their inner circle, right? Their uncle, their most successful high school buddy, the 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 guy who's getting his hair cut that's a fucking millionaire on Wall Street. And people start chirping. And what happens is they start to get impatient. We lost you there for a second. I want to make sure you hear this. Because it was a good fucking rant, too. Now? There you go. I can hear you now. So can you hear me? Yep. So they start getting impatient. 
right? So what's also happening is a lot of people, especially clients who are successful, are constantly asking to invest in our brand. And the reason, that we, number one, we don't just bring them in. Hey, Dustin. Number one, we don't just bring them in. It's too choppy. You're going to have to fix them up. Let's get to the next one. Let's get him back on. Um, let's keep this going. We'll, we'll have, that'll be a part two because it's about to get good. Roland Edwards, what's good? Whoa. Mickey. Hey, what's up? Life is good. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Ogden, Utah. Fantastic. Sweet. So, hey, man, um, quick backstory to my question. Um, so about two years ago, I went to college for a year. I dropped out. I joined a real estate sales team to start selling houses. Um, the leader of the team approached me one day and said, hey, I want you to run my social media page. So I started running the social media page, and um, little did I know is that he had another side of the real estate side. He had an academy where he taught agents how to sell houses. So also having a team on the side, he also taught agents how to sell houses. And so we have two different programs. We have the Alliance, which is $1,000 a year, and then we have a Mastermind, which is 7500 So we have about 60 members in the, in the Mastermind, and then about, I don't know, like 100 in the Alliance. So my question is, I've really gotten good at the content creation side of things. I've really studied it. Um, I'm taking Peng June's courses. Um, so I've been really good at it. And what we've discussed as a team is potentially creating content for our mastermind members, trying to transition them from the mastermind into creating content for them and helping them um, with their SOI and things like that, because it's very important to stay in front of your audience, especially for real agents. So I'm trying to like communicate the importance to them. So how would you transition people from um, one of those types of courses to some like um, like a content creation plan for them? Or what, what would a you plan? do? I mean, well, I mean, are you looking to convert them to somebody who's paying you a, a $3,000 a month retainer or a yeah. one-off or what's yeah. the plan? Yeah, so we want it to be like a monthly subscription. Uh, we were thinking around like $1,500 a month. I don't know how you feel about that as well. You can. I mean, the mar you know, listen, $15 a month, 15000 a month. You know, they all play. It all depends. 1500 on... sorry. No, I understand. Okay. Yeah. And, like I said, $15 a month or 15000 a month. It just comes down to, you know, supply, demand, quality, you know, the belief of, of the quality. I mean, if, if people wanted monthly content for me, it's going to be, you know, it's 30,000 a month when we did that for Vayner Talent, like, you know, it comes in a lot of different ways. So I think that um, the reality is, is that I think you need to create the information around what you're trying to do to that mastermind. What I would probably do, you said there were 60 people, right? Yep. I would probably invite all 60 of them into a Zoom and, and spend two, three hours explaining that you guys are going to be rolling this out in three months and answering questions and let them all hear it. And over three hours, build up the smoke to get an opportunity to do something. Dude, that's a great idea. Thank you, Mickey. <laughs> um, also, I follow D-Rock and Babin a lot. I was just wondering what kind of is your, uh, like your content creation process behind the scenes? Like, do you, because for me, a lot of our stuff is leveraged out because it's just me, like for content creation. So I leverage out like our graphics, our subtitles and stuff like that. What is the process for you guys? Meaning, do we have it in-house or do we outsource yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all in-house. It's all in-house? I mean, there's a 30-person there's a team on Team Gary, so it's loaded. What do you think the benefits are of that for little tasks like subtitles and graphics? 
because I'm teaching those kids, I'm paying those kids, and then I'm putting, and then I'm letting them grow into bigger careers, whether on my team, whether in VaynerMedia, or whether they use the clout of being with me to go on and do other things for themselves. Okay, so, so do you recommend? So it costs me more, but it be, but it builds a family and builds a community. Okay, so that, okay, that's very important. Okay. Yep. Because cool. I'm playing long term, but it's maybe not the most financial thing. Because I can go to Fiverr, I can go to India, yeah, exactly. and transfer. Right. And all yeah. that. Not for us, we're a smaller business. Of so course, I think you're going down the right path. But as but the leader needs to think about really investing in it long term and start adding some overhead to build that culture. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Take care, right, man. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Big shout out to Bog Brand, Nikhil, Gregory Millard, Greg Rubin. What's good, Bay Area? Getting up early. Luke, what's, what's good, good Boris? Boris? So, so Joe, Joe yeah. people, people start, start hearing, hearing other, you know, you know voices. voices. The, 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 you started alluding to it to where I was going. You know, the, the affluent, you know, uh, customers start saying, yo, let me put some money in. Chirp, 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 chirp. And everything that got you from one to eight locations, now you change up the script because you got to expand faster. Which I don't, I don't understand. I really, I really don't, don't understand. understand. I don't, I don't want, want that. that. So it's not about um, expanding. It's not that we want to expand faster. It's more it's about what you, what you said. said. Well, right, but not not because of not. I don't feel it's because of chirping and all that. It's more because we work seven days a week. We have that fire inside of us that we just want to keep going. We want to get our brand out to it more people because we know that we we have something different to offer than any other barbershop that we that we come in contact with. I, I think I you think might you be might... right. Eight successful locations. Like my biggest problem is if you want to start direct to consumer fucking razors and fucking shaving cream or create some sort of other revenue source, you're going to get distracted. Right. So the, the thing is that the profit margins are very low in this industry. Pro Pro profit, profit margins are low in a lot of industries. You know how bad profit margins are in the wine business? They, they suck, suck shit. shit. So, so what was your, what was your way of going, getting past that? Being okay and doing a lot more revenue. Being, Being 57, 57 and, and having, having 183, 183 of these fucking things across the East Coast and fucking making more, even, listen, razor thin margins at scale become real money. Of course. So that's the thing. How do you get to scale when the margins right now are so small? You, you, know, take, a capital, capital, you take a capital infusion or you stay patient. We're trying or we're, to, we're your, to point, your point, you innovate and start another revenue stream that allows you to not have to take outside capital. We want to be a bar, we want to be a brand. We want to be like a lifestyle brand. That's okay. What, okay. that's what our main goal and focus is for the future is to transition into a lifestyle brand. We understand that the draw is the haircuts. That's how we're going to draw people in is with our high quality haircuts, great customer service, a great team of of, of barbers and and a great team of management and ownership, but um, with that, that's, we want to eventually transition into being a lifestyle, but we, through these years and, and through the, through the time of, of, of us building our business, we've learned a lot. Uh, of course. And, and that's the thing is sometimes we, we're, we're not sure whether to go to, to, to help others grow with our model or to just stay focused on our model and continue to grow and continue to bootstraps slowly but bro, bro. right right now is the greatest era of everybody trying to make money giving advice to others based on minimal or like some early success 
are you gonna start a mastermind? What are you gonna start a course? course? That's what, bro. bro that's the you, 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 you got the wrong fucking chirp in your ears, bro. That's the, that's the chirping you hear all the time. Oh, it's about it's about education right now. It's about this. It's about that. And it's like, yeah, the problem is that that you know it takes a lot to to, to run businesses. A lot of a lot of people think that barbershops are absentee businesses, and that's just not true. It can be if you don't Chill, care. There's, right? no, Chill. Chill. there's no absentee business. Show me an absentee business, business and I'll, I'll show, show you a business, business that's, that's about to go out of business. Exactly. That's what I tell people who want to open up barbershops. I say I work seven days a week, okay, and I'm not even a barber. I don't cut hair. My You're not operator. Exactly. I work seven days a week to manage each one of our barbershops and to, to deal with any issues that come along, to coach our barbers through the good and the bad. Okay. If you think that you're just going to open up a barbershop and let it run itself, then you're sadly mistaken if you think that you're going to compete with anyone that even comes close to what we do. There's no passive income the way people, the, there's, there's no, no passive income the way people dream it up. You could have a, you could have a business that kicks cash every month, but if you have buildings, with rent, you're gonna have to manage that. What happens when somebody burns the fucking building down? What happens when, when there's a crime at your building? What happens when the person that's managing your building dies and you have to replace him or her? Like, people are confused out here. This is work. So that's the thing, when you have employees and when it's brick and mortar like this, there's it's not smooth sailing all the time. And that takes away a lot of time to be able to do a lot more things that you wanna do. You know, there's only so many hours a day and trust me, I go, I listen to you all the time and I, I'm with you on the fact that I'll work 18 hours straight if I have to. I don't care, okay? And it's 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 just a matter love of- it. Love it. I love it. I love it. I left, you know, I, banking, then I worked in retail, and, and I just love being an entrepreneur. I love working. I don't I don't even care if I don't take a paycheck. I went months, years without taking even a, even a, even a, even a paycheck. You know, I love went- it. Love it. And, and that's the thing is, is we love, and it's not only me, it's myself, uh, my partners, my brother, my uh, Isaac, Sean, all our partners, Ryan, we devote so much to the business and we wanted to just see it grow so much. And that's the thing I get. I guess what you're saying is just, just slow down and, and, and to, to reinforce Joe, Joe. it. You're 34? Yes. So 34 is when I left Wine Library day to day and started VaynerMedia. I had no money. I literally started VaynerMedia in the conference room of Buddy Media, because me and AJ had no money. I literally started at zero, all over. I didn't make a lot of money building my dad's business for him, and then whatever I saved, I invested in Facebook and Twitter, so I felt good about the future, but it wasn't liquid for a long time, so I had to build this business, and, and look where I'm at now at 44. Like, you're just starting, Joe. Like, what are you gonna be, one of those douchebag entrepreneurs on Instagram? Stop, Stop listening, listening to, them. to them. You think they're, they're having, having so, much, so fun? much fun? Why? Because they, they took a photo, photo with an Instagram, Instagram model, model on a private plane? Who gives a fuck? I agree. You're getting, You're getting caught, caught up, up in the hype. <clears throat> I can see, see it. it. I, I can smell, smell it through this fucking, fucking screen. So our, our biggest, what, what, what we love most more than anything is seeing our employees grow. Good. Okay, seeing them grow. That has nothing to do with you expanding into a monster lifestyle brand. You're doing it right. So many people are gonna lose in this era for doing it right, getting up a notch, poking up their head because they've been head down, being like, yo, all these people are having fun. All these people are moving fast. All these people are getting more. I'm fucking working seven days a week bleeding 
and all these people are fucking selling bullshit and fucking winning. What am I doing wrong? I got to learn how to raise capital. I got to expand quicker. We got to fucking create a mastermind or a fucking course. We're going to teach other small business. Like when, when people come to us and say, hey, we got money. We want to invest in, in this brand. And we pretty much turn them down all every single time. Do you think we're doing the right thing? Potentially. I mean, look, there are there is smart money out there. There's somebody who's passive, who doesn't give a shit, who just wants, who believes so much in you, who's not going to bother you, um, and who doesn't have a board seat and doesn't have say. They're just getting dividends kicked out in the future. If you can get money that's passive, <laughs> you know, that's chill, chill. and that's strategic, maybe, you know, when Equinox took money from Steve Ross because he owned a lot of buildings and helped them with their real estate expansion. You take a real estate mogul with a ton of money who's she or he's got a ton of buildings around the world might be an interesting play because all of a sudden you're paying smaller rent. You know, like there's there's all sorts of ways to think about it. Money isn't always bad, but money for the sake of money is bad. Because I, I also think a lot of people think that the barber industry is very cash rich and they're going to just, it's going to be a cash cow. And that's, first of all, we... We accept credit card, so yeah, Joe. No. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about what everybody's perceptions are. I would stay your course, stay patient. Look, you can. There's a lot of ways to make money. Wine library's margins were shit. What did I do? I started buying wines that were extremely good that nobody knew, and I was able to make more margin on it. Reality is, if your brand's popping so heavy, every haircut could go up a dollar. They all, they could. all could. They could. Like a dollar is a dollar. Like the reality is you could, now it could be a recession and you might have to go down a dollar. You know, like, you know, but like, you could. Cool. You know, you pe know pe people, people get away from the basics. You guys built on the basics. I believe that. There's no way you would be here without it based on the story I heard. So, you know, my dollar extra cut starts to change that margin. Gary, you got to come and get a haircut. We, I want to invite you to one of our shops. I'm in. I'm in. Awesome. Follow us on Instagram so we can connect, please. <laughs> you got, you it, got Joe. it, Joe. Gary, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Take Appreciate care. it. Stay well. Stay well. Thanks. Business. God, this show is fucking awesome. Just having the time to explain shit. It's good for me, too, because it allows me to show you that deeper level that I'm actually operating in. A lot of times I have to be in like surface level headlines. It's there. Um, this format's bringing it out. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Gary. How are, How are you? Hi, yeah. my kids say hi. Hi, kids. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I sent two questions in, and the first, like. question, the first question you did not answer, but the second question you guys picked me up on. And uh, we are starting to listen to your show every morning now. We're in Toronto. And the kids are asking, Mommy, why does he swear so much? <laughs> and I said to them, <laughs> and I said, um, oh, you know, Gary's from New York. Everyone in New York talks like that. <laughs> I love it. So, what can I get so um, yeah, I identify a lot with the lady who called in yesterday, the, the lawyer who had, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of money and so on. And, um, I'm 49 this year, and uh, I'm a divorced mother of two boys. They are 11 and 7. Um, we have a very good relationship with their dad now, so we're very friendly. We talk a lot. 
And so we're all in a good place. I also run a uh, like a global marketing strategy agency, and uh, we're doing a lot of high margin stuff right now. But my question today has to do with the harder task of raising children. Yes. So uh, my question is, how do you motivate? Uh, how do you generate that intrinsic motivation mm. in very intelligent children? Um, you know, we have, you know, 9, 10, 11 year olds with their own e-commerce sites now. They design it on the Apple system. Um, they, these kids, they understand about blockchain, about AI, AR, um, like 3D printing, biotech. They know a lot of knowledge. They're actually, intelligence wise, probably smarter than many wow. adults. Not Most even, I fully believe that to be true. Yeah. So, so the thing is, we've got these really intelligent kids and I, and I started like a, a separate passion project just to introduce them to more technology jobs of the future. And that's another company that I have just to expose them more to that. But how do you motivate these children to use their intelligence for good, to make positive change in the world? You know, stuff that you're working on. How do you get people to share more, to love more? to bring humanity to the next level? Uh, by suffocating bad behavior. The, the current generation of parents are, are being too passive around punishment and forcing kids to learn how to make money. The reality is, is we have a very rich world in the macro because there's a lot of cash in the system. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. So, um, I believe the way you do it is through suffocating. I, I, for, you know, one of the ways to get people to focus on kindness and caring is to A, punish when they're deploying the opposite and B, clapping and putting on a pedestal when they're doing great behavior. We're all just animals. And when you're raising an animal, positive and negative reinforcement creates frameworks. We don't have enough accountability for bad behavior and we do not have enough glory for kind behavior. It's the same way of how to build hunger in kids. Stop buying them things. Literally, my parents looked at me, my mom literally looked at me at 12 and was like, you now buy your own stuff. And that was tough because Nintendo was expensive and Sega was expensive and... We, we have an entitled generation and we don't have, and we don't have uh, repercussions. You know, we don't have, you know, we haven't created a framework. Like kids don't get punished anymore. What the fuck? Like if your kid's a dick and you punish him for two weeks and take away his phone, I have a funny feeling that he's going to think about kindness more. Okay. We, we, we we don't have a world where there's the parenting structure of today, and this is macro talk, obviously, there's a lot of different parents doing a lot of different things, but in the macro, the biggest thing that I'm observing, one man's point of view, is we need, um, we need kids to realize that there are repercussions for bad behavior, and, and, and the opposite. When your son opens the door for an elderly lady, and you spend an entire week talking about how remarkable that was, that's a reinforcement of kind behavior. I was reinforced as a child and others that I see 
that are extremely passionate about kindness were reinforced in a culture in their home or their environment that really put kindness on a pedestal, but not to the level of delusion or ideology or altruism that wasn't practical. It wasn't like hippie shit. It was kindness shit. Yeah, I think that, you know, if we are to move the human race in the a positive direction and, you know, there's so many things going on from from global warming to species extinction to poverty to the digital divide. I mean, if we are to move the human race forward, I mean, you and I, we have another maybe 40 years to go, 50 years. 60, if we live yeah, 50, I'll take 50 more than 40. 84 would piss me the fuck off. I'd be like, God, what the fuck? I had some more shit to do. Yeah, so it's really, you know, the way that we raise the next generation and, and you know, the sky's the limit for, for humanity. But so, I think the way, um, the, Maggie, the, the, the other way to really think about raising the next generation is through action. You know, one of the one of the most glorious things that's happened in my career is over the last three or four years, I became cool on Instagram to a lot of young people. And then I spent my time talking about things like caring and empathy and kindness and patience. And all of a sudden those words are in the lexicon now. Watching like 22 year old tough guy entrepreneurs talk about empathy is maybe the most gratifying thing in my life. And so, you know, the, it's not only on the micro, it's, it's in our behavior as well. And what we put out, we set the tone through our actions and so I think I think a lot of grown-ups need to lean into kindness and caring and lack of judgment. I see tons of parents on Twitter and Facebook judging the fuck out of people who they don't even know and then and then yelling at their kids to be kinder. That doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, like I, I just the hypocrisy of parenting, parenting, I see parents all day long talk about their fear of technology, but then when they're having a nice glass of wine with friends, they give the iPad to the kid so they don't bother them. That's not working. Your kid's being trained to know you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very thoughtful on how we roll. So it's it's more about not even just having the hard conversations, as you said, but also doing the hard things first. A hundred percent. The conversations, kids read through that. They're too smart. You know, it's how you back it up. It's why punishing matters. You can't just be like little Ricky. I don't want you to say that anymore. You take a phone away from a child. You take their phone out of their fucking hand when they're rude to somebody and you take them put into your purse for a week. Watch your kid value kindness more. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> That's why I love the streets. There's repercussions out there. You do the wrong thing, you can punch in the fucking mouth. Kids need more to that. Parents need to be doing. Hey Gary, how's it going? It's going super well, my man. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, my name's George. I'm 23 and I'm from Wisconsin. Um, George. Um, it was funny cause yesterday in the show, you were talking about animation and, um, I use animation for education. My passion is science education. Um, but a little bit of backstory. Um, I, I'm a visual learner and I used to create graphics for me to learn during class. And 
in December, I realized that my passion is sharing this. So I hit TikTok, I hit Instagram, I hit all the social medias and I started just sharing. And I realized I had such a passion for it. Um, I wake up every day and work six, seven hours creating, creating, creating and sharing. Um, you know, I have a Shopify account and I have all this uh, forms of media. But the thing is, is that I spend most of my time creating the graphics. The majority of the people that do this kind of thing online um, show about 10% of what they create and leave the rest 90% behind a paywall. And I mean, it's like I can do that, but it tugs on my heartstrings because I don't. Don't do I it. I don't want to do it. Don't I want to share. It. That's why you like me. I don't do it either. And it's just like, I just don't, it's like, I'm out of balance because I don't know what to do now. I got good news. Don't do it. The fuck does anybody else's life have to do with you? What are you going to be sad that somebody not as good as you makes a lot more money than you? Money ain't shit. Okay. Uh, do you have any advice for... Uh, how to make it sustainable? Like how to run the yeah. business with that? How about doing what I do? I give to the world, but I have corporate clients. Okay. That's one way. Uh, you could also do a, uh, I love the idea of somebody this creative doing like a fair, like literally like a, like a, like a, you could do live events where you do like one or two events a year where everybody comes in and you make money on that event. Not monetizing your audience is a very powerful, you know, uh, opportunity if you're good at making money outside of them. And so corporate clients, uh, you can get into merchandising. I think merchandising is a very fair play. My big thing is like, if you're kind of- I have some merchandise, but um, the main work is the graphics. Understood. Now, the, so, but, but the reality is, is that if you, if listen, you're like me, if you don't feel excited, if it doesn't feel right to your chemicals on monetizing the audience that way, then you do it a different way. And there is okay. no right or wrong. It's not like, listen, monetizing an audience is more than fine. It's capitalism. Nobody forced those people to buy. But I'm with you. I think a lot of people think they're helping audiences, but what they're putting out is manipulative content only to get you to pay. Yeah. And I struggle with that. Uh, during this time of social distancing and quarantine, I've been holding live events uh, where I do study with me videos and I record the process on YouTube. Um, do you have any other advice for things I can do during this time that everyone's studying at home? <sighs> You know, I think it's a time, listen, one of the ways that you'll win is by building a brand and then you're able to monetize different ways. Maybe you get paid to speak for $25,000. Maybe you get a TV show. Like there's a lot of things that could happen for you. So for you, if you're not going to monetize the audience, I think your number one thing is to give back to the audience, but also build your brand. So for me, what I'm most worried about right now is what are you doing on Pinterest? What are you doing on TikTok? What are you doing on YouTube? For me, this is about broadening your brand. You, you're so young. You can build a lot of equity in your brand over time and then convert it. I'm posting every day on Instagram. I'm posting a lot on Pinterest. I post five to six times on TikTok. Um, five to six times ever or five to six times a day? A day. I love that. How's that going? It's going really good. I've got about 30,000 followers on TikTok, um, 30,000 followers on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to learn how to use LinkedIn for my type of approach. I love that. So you're listening to me clearly. Yeah, every day. So, what are your what are your handles, Dustin? Listen to this. I want to uh, my sure. YouTube is uh, Doodles in the Membrane. Right there uh, for Instagram, YouTube, um, TikTok. It's all the same. Um, Doodles in the Membrane. Yeah. Um, and do and do you sell anything ever? Yeah, I, I sell some merchandise. I have some sweaters. 
I have some stickers. Um, I put I've my, got an idea. I, I think you can sell a one-day Zoom event, you know, for 50 people at a premium cost um, where you go super deep and you go one-on-one because what you're doing is like for me, like for example, this right here is valuable. Like if I did this for you with an, for an hour, you'd pay and not be mad at me even though I did it, I'd do it for free because it's yeah. so not scalable. That's why I don't do it. It's, I can't make it worth my while, but nobody would be mad at me for one hour consultations. It's no different than a therapist or a chiropractor or anything else. I do think you, or a class, like a yoga instructor, I do think that you have the permission. I could tell your spirit. So it makes me confident in this. I think you should try to do a, a VIP class, eight hours, 50 okay. people, one, eight hours. You see where I'm going? Yeah. You overwhelm them. Now you're like only 50 people, eight hours. Fuck, everybody's gonna got, get gotten to. And I have a feeling it could do really well. And it's the kind of thing that you could, you know, really do well with and make a couple hundred, you know, uh, bucks per head or 500 bucks per head. And it could be quite meaningful. You know, you get 300 bucks per head on that 50, it starts adding up. Yeah. 15 G's quick. Uh, how many followers, how many subscribers do you have on YouTube? I have about 4,000, I think. I love it. All right. Well, um, we got a bunch more. Yesterday, that awesome dude with the red beard bar went from like 38 to 1,000. So I have a funny gosh, feeling. Uh, Don James, Sammy just signed up. By the way, talk about something that is really valuable for parents right now for their kids. They're trying to find activities. You might have one of the most important cha- you know, channels. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm trying to do the most is I'm not trying to come at my YouTube and all my social medias as I know it and you don't. I'm trying to come at it as, you know, I'm a friend studying with you at the library. And bro, your demeanor, your energy's fucking off the charts, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks. You're gonna win. Can I give you a good good piece of advice? Yeah. Live stupidly humbly, like super humble, like shitty. Like shitty. Okay. For like three, four years, I have a funny feeling it's gonna work out for you. All right, thanks. If man. you don't have expenses, you'll stay patient and you'll really crush. Okay. You see where Thank I'm going? You. Yeah. If you can keep your overhead down, live at home, live with six buddies, you know, buy fucking ramen, you know, like yeah. if you can go, if you can go there, it'll let you go really patient in this process. I'm a very intuitive dude. Dude, I really think you've got it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Means a lot. Thanks. Take care of yourself. You too. We love you. I love you back. Diana, what's good? TJ, what's good? Mandy Reed, Alabamitz, what's up? Barry Eisenbaum, thank you. Lean Overhead is right on that Facebook comment. What's going on on Twitter? Oh, John Law, what's good? Hello, Gary. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, thanks for being on the show, bro. Okay. Uh, so Where to, are you from? I'm from Bay Area, California. How old? So to give some context, um, I'm 14 and you know, building businesses and creating content and making money. That's, that's like my thing. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. And I spend all my time doing that. Um, but I feel right now I'm working on, uh, probably six different businesses. I'm doing reselling e-commerce, you know, affiliate marketing, some graphic design, freelancing. I'm writing eBooks, hiring ghostwriters to do eBooks, like all this stuff. And I feel like my energy is getting split between them to the point that all of them are being less successful um, than they could otherwise be. And I enjoy all of them. So that's not a problem. But in terms of the the potential of the businesses, the long term, um, how do you think? Do you think I should downsize or keep going on all of them? Go wider. 
So you're 14. This is the ear to taste shit. Plus a lot of these businesses, John, you're gonna look back at when you were 25 and be like, oh, I was a scummy kid. Cause right now the money is the thing that you're chasing and I want you to learn process. I promise on everything I got, cause I'm good with intuition, you're gonna be embarrassed that you built some of these businesses cause you know they were just built for the arbitrage of money, but I like that you're learning the process. So I don't think you have to go all in on any of them. I have a funny feeling you're far more destined in 10 years to build something quite meaningful. Right now is the year of the taste shit. Okay. You're learning and, reps right now, my man. Okay, and uh, a more specific question about um, Instagram. So I'm building two, I'm building a personal brand um, with on two accounts on Instagram, two separate accounts. And then I also have two accounts that are niche pages. So I'll post Good. motivational yep. content and stuff. And yep. that takes a lot of time. And it feels like almost because it's not a personal brand, it doesn't really reflect on myself. And I, I, I'm not sure if it's really. Yeah, I would sell, those, sell so, them off. Sell them? Okay. So, you know, sell them to some of those Pakistani hustlers that hit me up every day and all the other people that buy pages. Get rid of those. Okay. What do you, what do you? So I get it, cause I'm you at 14, business, business, business. Is there other things you give a fuck about? Like music or sport or like fashion or anything else? Yeah, well, uh, I definitely am into sports. I'm, I play sports year round pretty much. I'm competitive, doing competitively doing CrossFit. And uh, one, of the, one of my personal accounts on Instagram is a fitness page. So I'm really into that kind of stuff. Um, but other than that, I feel like Business. The stuff the, that goes into the businesses is a lot more than just, the, it's many different things that I'm interested in that go into that. Um, I, I would learn everything about art and science, right? What I mean by that is run ads on every platform, you. Make yeah. content on every platform. Don't necessarily outsource for scale, just get dangerous in art and science, it's a very good skill set for you in the next hundred years of your life. And do you think at, at this point I should be focusing solely on businesses or like I heard you saying a while ago that you'd rather have that two weeks um, during summer to go hang out with friends? Should Bro, I do that? I, just so you, John, just so you know, I didn't even have cell phones. So like when I went in my cocoon, I really went in my cocoon. But if I had social media and cell phones and house party and this shit, I probably would have not yet like, Bro, I worked every day. Like if you hung out one weekend before this quarantine thing, then you already, like, so don't get my advice twisted. You might be getting, you know, that friend time. I really worked, bro. Like, like, like literally imagine no Corona, normal shit. And the day that you end, you know, school this year, you literally go and work 12 hours a day in a liquor store and come home, sleep, and then go work again. And then literally do that every day until you come back to school. Like, that's what I did. Yeah. You're doing it for yourself. Like, I got to get a couple of weekends here during the school year for baseball cards shows. But like, yeah, I mean, look, it, I think you should enjoy your youth and have some friend time. Um, but working on your skill matters. Like, we all look up to Beyonce and LeBron. Guess what? They didn't have normal childhoods. If you really want to go there, you got to put in the work. But I do think a little fun is great. Plus, you were blessed with a... Dude, your name is fucking amazing. The whole chat's exploding. They're like, his name's Johnny Law? I mean, like, you're fucking set, bro. You, you can just monetize your name your whole life. Bro, listen to me. Do me one favor. Don't be a scum bucket. And what I mean by that is, 
right now, you know this. There's people, a 14 year old who loves entrepreneurship. Instagram is littered with fucking douchebags that talk about the lifestyle, not the principles of doing good kindness businesses. Promise me that you don't chase the dollars. Chase the process right now and learn how to be honorable. Because I promise you, Johnny, if you remember anything I fucking ever tell you, how you make your money is way more important than how much you make. Got it. Thank you. Promise me. It can it can catch you. Young dude, the lifestyle, the nightlife, the, the guys, the girls, like I get it, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, promise me. Because you know how I'm different than some of the other voices that are out there. Please stay the course on this. I I will. I will. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Good. Okay. Thank you so you got much. It, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, God, I'm really in it today. Bad news, I gotta drop in 22 minutes. I got some business thing that popped up, so 10.30 today, um, you know. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome, I know we were trying to do this yesterday, but it really like wasn't going through. <laughs> well, today it is. What's your name, where are you from? Um, my name is Ashley. I'm actually from New York. I know my hoodie says Atlanta, but um, I actually live in New York City right now. So okay, Ash, that is that. Um, thank you so much for everything. You have been an inspiration for a while and I have been following you. So I do really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I guess my question to you is like you always talk about your parents and how they've had like such a big impact on your life. And they've kind of been like that framework and helping you just really become who you are today. Like my I guess my question was what advice you have for people who really don't have that framework, but yeah. are super ambitious and they really like want that direction. Yeah. Um, like how do you, you feel like, you yeah. know, listen, I'll be very honest with you. My dad didn't have it. And my dad put that chip on his shoulder and went and used the energy in a different way. Right. So listen, there's unlimited people that are kind and crushing the world who didn't have parents they looked up to. And so, you know, I feel comfortable talking about all the blessings I was given, but I always remind people, if one person made it that looks like you, then you can too. So A, you know, first it's about not dwelling. The biggest thing that people, you know, I love how your head went off on that, right? Like the number one thing that I see is people dwelling about shit they couldn't control, right? Like you don't get to pick your parents. You don't get to pick where you're born. You know, yeah. it's, so to me, the second you move into optimism and gratitude, oh, gratitude and optimism, go. Team, I like something. I think I got a hoodie. Go. <laughs> Gratitude and optimism. This sec it's crazy. My brain just clicked. Fuck, that's amazing. Like Thank literally, you. when you're when you when your mindset is gratitude and optimism, then you can go. Definitely. When you're when you're dwelling and looking back, you're fucking stuck forever. So yeah. so you know, sometimes you get the fortunate thing to look up to a parent. Sometimes you get the fortunate thing of looking up to a grandparent, an uncle, a best friend, a best friend's parent, uh, somebody you saw on TV, somebody you watch on the internet. It's about leading into positivity. Definitely. That's the answer, Ash. Like, honestly, it's about what you put into your ears and through your eyes is your life. No, I, I've definitely learned that. And I feel like through my life, I've gained a lot of experience. Like I've ended up, I like you just are saying, like I've worked since I was like 11, 12, my mom passed away around that time and I've been working since then. And I feel like I've had older brothers, older everybody and people who are always like, hey, like you're super wise, like you're kind of the one to look to, but it's like, I'm the youngest out of everybody. Like, who do I look to? 
And so yourself, always- yourself, look within yourself. You know, I give a lot of daps to my parents, but let me promise you, it's all been in myself, in my own head. Yeah. I think it's just like balancing that, that sense of like confidence, but also that humility, like you said, the, I don't know. <laughs> I no, no, you. no, stick with me, stick me. I like where this is going. It's gonna help a lot of people. I'm as confident as it gets, but you can be humble. Like, you know, if, if, you know, like if you're worried about that part, the other part is don't put rules on you. Like what a lot, when you're the youngest and you were born as an old wise soul and it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's on your shoulders, like you're going to get us out. You're the one that's going to do it. Don't put a time limit on it. You know, yeah. don't put, don't put that pressure. Like, like you got to live for you. And the more you live for you, if it goes, then other people will benefit. You can't worry about outside forces. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me, Ash. I'm not letting you go because I feel like there's more work to be done here. Listen to me. The, yes, sir. G- g- keep playing with me here. What else? <laughs> what, what are you like? What are you really thinking? Like, what's what's fucking with you? T- help me. Help me. Help you. What's fucking on with some you? real on real shit? I think just getting out of my own way. I have a lot of really cool ideas. I I have a lot of really, um, I think I do have a lot of people who are like behind me immediately. I don't really have like a super big following on Instagram, but just person to person. I worked in retail. I worked in food. I worked in just like a lot of these personable industries. And I find that a lot of people just gravitate towards my energy, but it's like, I just don't know what to give back out. What do you do? Like, what do you make? Can you make content? Um, I wanted to start doing the YouTube channel um, because a are lot of you, are you are you able to do design and video work? I wanted to get in there. Um, for the most part, I was drawing and painting and whatnot, but I wanted to get more in the digital realm and just I use my face as a platform for myself. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Do you have a job? I was working at a restaurant, but since the whole COVID um, thing, and then I was a manager before that, but I just completely tapped out of that role. Cause again, I realized like you can get a certain amount of money, but Ash. again, I'm just, yeah. Ash. <laughs> Do you think you can write? I, I said I was gonna start journaling today. I have a journal, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you good at ideas? I think so. <laughs> How much of my content have you consumed? Um, I've, I've consumed it over the years, but I know you definitely have like a cult following that's not. Yeah, yeah. forget about that. But, like, <laughs> but you have a general sense of what I'm talking about. Definitely. Listen to me. I really, 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 really think you should email me. I think you should work on my team at VaynerMedia. <laughs> Stop. That would be dope. I'm being dead fucking be, serious. I'm super fucking serious too, Gary. Like, I okay, would love- so- so do me a favor. I want you to email me at Gary at VaynerMedia right now. And I want you to put in the title, hey, it's me, Ashley, the girl from New York, wearing the Atlanta hoodie. Got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Thank you so much. Sorry, my hands are like shaking and I'm like. Listen to me. On my on team, on my now. team, you have to make ideas. You have to write and you have to make videos or pictures. The drawing interests me. You see that I, you don't follow me enough to maybe know this, but I like putting cartoons in my content. I think we could do drawings. I'm gonna have Andy or D-Rock or Sid or May or, or Katie reach out to you today after you email me. And we're gonna start giving you some stuff to see what you can make. And then and then in the next couple of weeks or maybe when this is over, we're gonna fucking hire you and you're gonna be on my team. That's dope, I'm ready. Whatever you need, I got All you. All right, I'll see you soon. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Dustin. Yes, sir. You just you just met your new teammate. <laughs> Looking forward to working together. You saw that coming from a mile away, right? I think when uh, I think the people in the comments saw it way before that I did. They were like, "Here it comes, here it comes," and I was like, "What? Here's what comes." <laughs> and then I it clicked for me. <laughs> we're uh, we're giving out jobs here. On tea with Gary V. Giving out jobs during the Corona. There's something I feel about her. I feel like she needs us. And then we'll figure out how to get her to help us. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Oh, I'm on, Gary. Craig, you're good. You're here. What's up, man? Life is My good, wife. bro. What's up, brother? Life is I'm good. in Houston, Houston man. Beautiful. You love Kobe? I love Kobe, man. R.I.P. Kobe. That's, that's, my, that's my guy, my inspiration, man. It's just so devastating. I can't believe he's not with us. Huge, man. Huge. But he is. He is, man. I think he's in all of us whenever. Yeah, I think that's right. He left real yeah. impact. That's real true. For sure. Good For sure. You said it right. Craig, what can I help you with? All right, Gary, man. Um, here's the thing. I uh, I retired from playing ball like in 2008, right? Uh, 2018. And um, one thing about it, man, uh, like I feel like a lot of guys get no, like, no judging, but like I don't want to get on here to try to like prove that I'm cool or prove that, you know, people, you know, to rock with me. I feel like, I mean, that's me in the nature. Um, you have a great but, personality. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, but what I, what I've been struggling with, uh, since I retired, man, I like, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur by heart. Like even my playing career, man, if you, if you found out how I started playing, you wouldn't believe it, brother. It's just, it's crazy story. Um, you, hu you hustled it. Yeah, man. I, I literally, I was working at, I was going to 24 hour fitness training with some friends um, and I wanted to play pro. I had a guy that was playing in Turkey, making crazy money, but I love the game. I always wanted to prove to like my coaches, everyone. Cause I was like a mid-level player, man. I know I didn't play at a big school. I just had the chip on my shoulder. Like, you know, I played at a D3 in Texas, but I'm like, I'm going pro. I, I, I want to make this just cause I love to play. And um, man, I was working and a guy came in, played baseball, but he came in with like, his friend, a nice chick, and by the end of the conversation, man, I was just, he was actually like, dude, you big. What are you doing working at a restaurant? What are you doing working at a steakhouse? And I was like, I got good personality, man, and I like wine. Uh, so I ended up, you know, waiting on him, man, and this was actually my last, like, straw, basically. I had spilled some shit. Um, it just, it wasn't going well at this point. <laughs> it was just like out of there, man. Bro. There's nothing that fires me up more than hearing I spilled some shit. I get yeah. it, bro. I love it. Keep going. And this is like high quality steakhouse, man. Yeah. So I'm like, you were about man. to go. That manager was kicking you out. For sure. For sure. I got it. Man, but at the end of the night, the last table guy came in. Um, you know, just real cool guy, man. I told him I was, I was actually working to save up money to go to a camp in Serbia um, just to give myself a shot. I heard about this camp. I'm, you know, I was like, let me get out the bucket. Because at that point, you knew that Europe overseas had some money and that was more likely to be where you were going to play. It, it just was like I, I did the D-League, tried the D-League route. Yep, um, yep, yep. I, I heard it was – I mean, at the end of the like, – literally, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was the coach at the RGV Vipers at the time, and he sat me down and he, he was real with me. He was like, listen, 
your talent level can be X amount, but you have high level guys. I think it was Chris Lofton on the board. You have all these names that I have to sell to these guys above me while we should take them. So no matter what your talent level is, these guys are going to stand out more. I got it. I said, okay, I get, I literally, I took a bus from Houston down to the Valley. My agent called me. It's like, they want you to work out tomorrow. I did that like in a day just because I love the game. I love to play. Um, but yeah, man, I, I met him and by the end of the dinner, man, the guy was just like, he wrote me a check for like 900 bucks to buy my plane ticket. I had already made enough to pay, uh, pay for the camp. So went over there, man, killed it. And, you know, kind of the rest was history, man. So you had play? a, I played, I played in Germany, Saudi Arabia, um, Cyprus, you know, Mexico, you know, basically got that. a chance to play all over, man. Good for you, and bro. Definitely. Got to see the world. Got to play yeah. the game. Good for you, man. Look, I'll okay. tell you my first, my Please. first gig. I made probably about the entire season, probably about six hundred euros. I get it. Like it's a grind, literally. bro. It's a grind. I love when it, you love, though, man. When you love something, yeah, I get it, my man. Okay, what can I answer before I bounce? So, so basically, what I'm trying to figure out, man, I, I'm I'm getting stuck between. I tried so many different things. I went to the car business. I did really well in that. Moved up into finance because. I know I need money and I know I'm, I'm always motivated by that. So what I'm, I'm getting stuck between, I want to continue that aspect. I started a trucking company um, and I've been doing that. And at the same time I teach, like I train and I teach kids. So I love to do both, man. But what I'm stuck between is trying to figure that out, trying to figure out how can I, you know, build my business, my trucking company. And at the same time, give the game back because that gives me like the joy. So you're caught between happiness and cash. That's what's happening. Like you're, you've are you got the business because that's what you, you get it. You got your life, you got a lifestyle you want to live, but it, it, the game's so deep in your fucking soul and you want to fucking give back and do that, but the money is not as much there. Right. A couple things to think about. Are you the only business owner? Uh, of the trucking or is, yeah. it a part, is it a partnership? No, it's just me right now. You might want to consider, one of the things I see in these scenarios is you might want to bring in somebody who, and give them 30% of the business. They have to earn into it. You give them five points every year for six years, but she or he could run that business. All of a sudden you got somebody who gives a fuck about the business because they got nothing. Now they're coming up and they're going to work hard to get to that 30% ownership. Somebody, you know, somebody you get to know, maybe an employee, a manager, you know, what, what have you which then allows you to actually go all in. I'll be honest with you, with this level of charisma and swag and looks, I think you could be, I think you could be, I think you could really build a basketball academy virtual business where you're training individual kids. But then like like the shit we all grew up with, the BHS tapes on fucking cable, you can now be doing that as a class online and people are, you know, paying 19 bucks a month to get the content and to get three hours with you in a Zoom. I'm really pushing people heavy on these Zoom and Google Hangouts. You could have 100 people a night in a Zoom, three hours worth of questions, do that two nights a week. I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity for somebody with this kind of personality trait and this kind of passion. I'm convinced, by the way, Craig, this is on some real shit. I'm convinced you would make more money in the basketball thing than the trucking company. It's just that you have to deploy massive humility for seven years. What do you mean by that? Just get not, into it? You're not going to make as much money the first seven <laughs> years, but by year eight, you'll make more 
So your lifestyle adjustments would have to map that because you don't give a fuck about the trucking shit. You're fucking making the ROI the money and I respect that, but I really, really think you gotta look at monetizing the basketball thing, one-on-one training and virtual content. I think you could build a real business. So here's my only hiccup on that. And I, I agree with that. Go ahead. My my daughter, like I have yep. a daughter. Okay. Uh, and I, I have a family. So yes. my, the, I took a backseat, like literally, like I took the Kobe approach. I read an interview where Kobe was like, you know, he felt like he was, he can make, you know, bounds over other guys when he first came in league because he didn't have a family. He didn't, he didn't have to obligate that time to do it. So for me, it's like, I literally, man, that's what I adapted. When it came to, I was in a gym eight hours a day. I knew yep. I was not naturally good enough. So I wanted to work harder and get better and get become like a perfectionist. Actually, like learn the craft, like the movements, everything. So that, you know, that takes time. That's how I am when it comes to everything. When it comes to business now, I adapt with that. I feel like if I want to blow it up, I know what I have to do. I have to really lock in and knock it out. So sometimes it feels like, how do you spread your, if you're a perfectionist on both sides, like, like, how do you make that happen? By starting the process to not judge yourself. You got to get, perfectionism is bullshit. It's fear. It's a disguise. People use it as a disguise, bro. Perfectionism is an excuse. Hmm. I'm telling you it is. Perfectionism is fucking insecurity with lipstick on. Don't judge yourself. If you if you if you're in the gym all day and you got hot and you figured something out and you came late and you missed that dinner, that's just one dinner. Make it up next week. Make it up next week. Take her for a walk. Spend the whole day with her. Like everybody is making it like everyone's judging themselves. Yeah. Don't judge yourself in a day. Judge yourself in a life. I got you, bro. Hey, you're my big brother. I'm not, I, I know you, you might not know it, man, but like you're my big brother. Like, I listen to Jeezy like every day, and I hear your voice started, and it just like pushes me, man. Like I appreciate like, it. I, I appreciate promise, it, man. Thank, Thank you, man. man. I'll talk Be to you safe. soon. All right, Dustin, let's wrap this up. Last five minutes. Great show. Uh, I'm sorry it's 30 minutes shorter today, uh, but uh, I really appreciate it. I thought we did some real stuff today, man. There was some real stuff. We gave away a job. We, we gave out some advice. It's a, it was a 14-year-old. The ladies started off right. Dustin, we might have to go with four ladies in a row next time too. Like They started off right. And then we came in with the 14-year-olds and we, we gave out a job. We did a lot of stuff today, Dust. I felt really good about this show. I really did. You know what we didn't do? We didn't sign up anybody for wine text. Throw that shit up there, Dustin. Let's get that up. Um, there it is. Uh, today, in an hour and a half, if you don't sign up before the text goes out, you just miss the whole day. So right now, as you wrap up, if you buy wine on the internet, if you buy wine on the internet, flat out sign up for wine text. Today's rosé is super crazy good. Super crazy good. Uh, crazy discount on it too. So definitely check that out. Um, I just appreciate all of you. Let me give a couple little shout outs before we're out. Hacky Raps, Junior Softy, what's good? Um, appreciate you signing up yesterday, Junior. Um, Richard, what's good? Team Gary V with that put. Paul Russ, um, really good show. I hope that you took some value out of this. I've been really enjoying the show. I'm really enjoying bringing value. I really adore all of you. Uh, please take a screenshot. Oh, if you sign up for Wine Text right now, when you get the final thank you screen, take a picture, tweet me at it. I want to follow you right now. Let's wrap with that if you do that. And um, it's just a good show. 
please uh, please hit me up on Twitter with your favorite uh, moments from the show. And also throw up the 212, Dustin. Uh, if you want to get on the show, uh, text me 212-931-5731. 212-931-5731. Um, text your question and put hashtag T with Gary V. Uh, and the team will reach out to you and put you on the show. Uh, hit me up with Twitter with your highlights. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Um, thank you so much for watching Instagram. What's good? I really appreciate it. Let me read a couple of comments here before we're out. Um, Kwame, thank you so much. Matthias, thank you. John Law Fitness. John Law. Good job today. Johnny Law. Um, Ken McGuire, what's good? Julio Espinosa in the building. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I'm going to spend two minutes following you guys on Twitter. See ya. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness, uh, I'm going to have the team give a couple of shout outs. Uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thank you, Gary. Today's review, Gary V is the most generous man on the internet. Written in by Anrick says, I love Gary V even though I'm a self-proclaimed beanie hater. He is just 110% authentic and 1000% generous with his ideas, time, and attention. Gotta love this guy. Thank you so much for writing in and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.